You've tuned in to a four-headed sausage production. Don't touch that dial. Stay tuned in because your favorite program is coming up next. This episode is proudly brought to you by Smooth My Balls. So look, we've all heard about men's grooming products. And what we really want from a men's grooming product is something that sounds cool, looks cool, and can get the job done. Now, this this product I'm about to tell you, it's called the Turf Chopper. I mean, that's a cool, it's like, it's a 3.0 as well. The 3.0. So this is far superior than the first two. This is the, this is the one. This is the number three, the trilogy. You know, this is the one that everyone's going to remember, right? And it's by a company called Smooth My Balls. I mean, that probably sounds like the best company or rather the ideal company that you want to handle your downstairs area. I mean, this company is doing really good things for everyone you buy, every Every turf chopper that gets purchased, they're going to plant one tree, one tree in the Amazon rainforest. So, you know, you buy from these guys, you're helping the planet. I mean, really, it's one, one. And they got great features. You know, it's pretty quiet. You know, that's a plus. It's got a diamond textured grip. So you hold it and you can maneuver it and you can get in those little nookies and crannies. It's got a rechargeable lithium battery. I mean, this product is a good product. I mean, you can really, as they say, grab life by the balls and start choppy choppy. But the best thing, I think one of the best things about this product is that it's almost impossible for you to cut yourself with this thing. I'm telling you, of like, we've all done it. We've all used the Bix. We've all used the Gillettes. We've all had those close shaves with a shaver. I mean, I'm not brave to go down to my downstairs area with a straight. You know, I'm not doing a straight razor down there. Like this thing, and I've used other, other trimmers, and I always end up ripping and yanking and having a bad time. But this one here... It does really good. And it comes with some cool accessories too. You get like a little brush to clean it out. You can do like, it's got like a number three or a number, a number six attachment. So you can even, you can even get a fade on them balls. You can get a nice fade, you know, but I'm giving this product a strong five stars like you should as well. And if you want to get in on this exclusive deal and really take life by the balls, then you, all you need to do is go to www.smoothmyballs, all lowercase.com slash my mind. That's it. And then you get the code and you get an exclusive discount off this product. I mean, that's what you want. And even better, they got free shipping. You know what free shipping is? Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. It goes everywhere. You can get this product anywhere. I'm telling you, it is a good, solid product. Now, I, I need I need y'all to hit up that. I need y'all. I need y'all to hit up that code and start start taking care of your of your you know them jewels, them family jewels. I think the coolest thing is the plant in the trees. I'm a bit I'm a greenie at heart, and I think if if everyone gets one of these, say you buy ten, that's ten trees. That's that's another 10 years of living on this on this little earth here, you know? You buy 100 of them, that's 100 trees. That's 100 trees, man. That's 100 years. I mean, I don't know the exact science of trees 
and how much oxygen they all give us, but they give us a lot of life. And if you guys buy this product, then you're going to help the earth. Essentially, if you buy a Smooth My Balls Turf Chopper 3.0, the earth will be better. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. No, I'm joking. But look, it's a really cool product, and I think everyone should really get on board and give it a fair go. Once again, it's www.smoothmyballs.com slash mind or the code. I'll put the link in the description and you can just click it and take it straight there. Take it to the shop, fill out the details, follow the prompts, pay, bada bing, bada boom, bop, 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 out the door. And the code's my mind. But it should like automatically do it because, you know, technology. But once again, it's www.smoothmyballs.com dot com slash my mind or lowercase and enjoy yeah it's me pirate steve and i've got a few words for you and it's enjoy the show because you've entered me mind and this is how me mind works in all its splendor so go on Jig, jiggy the sails and jump on the starboard and turn up that boom box because here we got a good show for you. Hello and welcome to my mind once again here for another week. We've um we've done a lot of good things this week. We've we've had a lot of adventures. I've uh recently gotten back from uh, a very exclusive bougie party for my uh, uh, squeaky chair. Not happy with that. I'll just turn this a little bit that way. Um, but no, look, I, I went to a, a 50th party for um, my godfather and caught up with some friends and family. And shout out to, uh, I said I'd do it, and here it comes. I wasn't just like loosey-goosey after a few drinks. I don't condone drinking a lot of alcohol but I did consume a lot of alcohol. But, but shout out to Riley, uh, Amy, Austin, Olivia, and Damien. I did your pirate intro, bro. Hey. Um, and was that it? I think that's it. That's all I promised. And, you know, shout out Belo. Go check out Belo on uh, Spotify. He does some cool things. Um, but look, I, I had a great time. It was awesome. It was actually awesome to hear that um, because I don't see my family like super often because there's like a whole, um, like pandemic thing going on. I won't mention it, but, um, there's a whole thing going on. Uh, I just want to, you know, thank them. And it was actually nice to hear that people, are, you know, listening to it and people that are close to you listen to it. And I think, you know, that's good. It's a good thing that, um, people are coming and listening to it and, Enjoying it, you know, enjoying it while you're, um, you know, having dinner, you know, it's awesome. Uh, I, got, I got some good advice as well. So I'm going to start implementing said advice, hopefully in this episode and the next one. And, uh, you know, look, a podcast you couldn't refuse is coming out this week. It's coming. We did it. We did it, guys. Um, the gang gang and I, <laughs> me and the Gucci gang, we got this, you know, we're going to, um, we're going to rock the Casbah with this, um, with this episode. I'm super excited for it. I'm super excited for all you guys to hear it as well. Uh, I'm not going to do like a new, I thought about it a lot. I'm not going to do like a full new channel. I'll just 
do it into this one as well. So you'll get my show and then you'll get another additional show. So if you follow this one, you get two shows. I mean, that's pretty cool, right? It's not an ad read. It's legit. You know, I'm going to do this one and then we're going to have lots of guests coming on in the next couple of months. I've, um, I've planted the seed with a few friends. Um, so hopefully they can, uh, jump on and give us a hand and hopefully, um, yeah, we'll have some stuff coming up for you. Yeah, lots, lots, uh, coming up. So I'm going to implement some strategies and some ideas into, like I said, this recording and, and hopefully make it pop, make a real pop, 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 pop. That's enough. Um, but look, we got some big news uh, for all you gamers out there, all you avid gamers. We had uh, E3, which is a massive um, gaming uh, conference where they announced like new games and new consoles, and um, you know they put out a lot of like good good releases. But this year, not so much. <laughs> There's not a lot going on uh, at E3 this year. I wish there was like. A little bit more like AAA titles, like there are, but there's none. There's none that are like really piquing my interest. Like I'm not. I didn't play the first like Outer Worlds, so I'm not like super keen to play the second Outer Worlds. I think uh, obviously I'd like to play it and jump in it and get lost in the storyline, but I just haven't had the time with my Mass Effect lifestyle. And I really pumped to get my Call of Duty Battle Pass done. So I'm yeah. Actually, I'll tell you a little side note from like away from E3 um, because there's not too much to talk about. Like there's some good titles, but they're just not my niche. I think like Halo multiplayer is probably like pretty cool, but I don't really like Halo anymore. I used to play a lot of Halo when I was uh, younger, especially Halo 2. I put a lot of hours in Halo 2, but it's just not my niche. Like I'm just not about my biggest, the, it'll sound so weird, but like the thing I don't like is... I don't like killing aliens in a video game. It's just not a thing that I like. I like um, I like it there, there to be a level of realism, even though I play Call of Duty and that's like so far from realism. <laughs> but um, yeah, I like there's, there to be a little bit of something, something going on. And um, yeah, the... I think that, you know, it could be a good thing, you know, um, Halo multiplayer for other people. Um, but yeah, I like, I like a bit of realism in my gaming lifestyle, you know, I think the, yeah, what I was saying, like apart from E3, um, games that I have been playing, we've been playing this game called Maneater and you play as a shark and it sounds like a horrible premise because it almost is. You're a shark and you eat fish and then you eat people and you could just become a bigger shark. There's like a little bit of a story like where you have to kill these people that want to hunt you. It's, um, and you learn some cool, I think it's the guy from, ah, uh, what's his name? Chris Parnell. I'm pretty sure Chris Parnell is like the kind of narrator, but it's like a different style of narration. You know, it's like he just spits hot facts about sharks and sea life at you while you're like swimming around. So it's like educational as well. Like, yeah, it's not too bad. It's on Games Pass. So go check it out. That's not an ad read for Games Pass, but go check out. Go check it out. If you don't have Games Pass on Xbox, I'm sure PlayStation have a version of it, but I'm not really sure what it is because I play Xbox. Um, but actually, there, there was actually an announcement um, that Xbox are moving into having zero consoles. 
it's all going to be cloud gaming, which I think is really cool. Like I've experienced, um, I can play like my Xbox games on my phone via, um, uh, what is it? Remote play, which is awesome. You know, you can play games on the go. I even got like a little control holder for the, f- the phone to make it like easier to play. And it works. 100% it works. Yeah, it's really good. But I think that's a really interesting thing to see. Like they're going to put it in like the Games Pass. It's like the app's going to be fully workable on smartphones, obviously, and smart TVs. So like you really don't need, well, you will because you'll need the processing power. Like, yeah, because it's just like beaming information into your TV and your TV doesn't have the same processing power as like a hard console or a... um or a PC desktop, right? So that's like where the, I, I, the you know, this is just what I think. <laughs> I'm not quite sure about these facts, but the processing power comes from the console and that's able to process the images and the and make the game like playable. So, you know, if it's just like beaming into your phone, it's only using the phone's processor and like capabilities so, or the TVs. So if that doesn't have like a good... Um, like if it doesn't have a good ability to process like information, then you're going to get a poor quality game. Does that make sense? I think so. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's the main purpose of like the, the consoles and the, and the computer. I actually like side by side. I like watched a video, um, like consoles compared to even like the newer consoles compared to like PC. And it's just so like different. <laughs> like it is so, so much different. It's amazing how much like, I don't know enough about computers to like make a full assessment, but it's amazing how like fast you could get, uh, it'll probably be expensive, but it's amazing how fast and like how much quality you can get out of a PC compared to an Xbox. I know why a lot of people play um, PCs over consoles because of that reason, like, because they have just a higher processing power and it's so much like better. Um, but it's more expensive to like maintain. Like I'm pretty sure they bring, they would bring out like a graphics card every year that you would need to upgrade to play like the AAA titles and stuff like that. But yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could play, I'd love to be able to play like, the computer on my TV. I'm sure you can, but yeah, that's what I would like. I'd like I'd like to be able to use it because you can you can visually feel the difference of using a control to a mouse. Like a mouse, you can instantly turn and stuff like that. With a joystick, you have to rotate. You have to rotate a joystick to look a certain way. So like, there's you know pros and cons to each, right? Um, yeah, sorry, sorry. These last couple of weeks I've just been talking about gaming because that is literally all that's going on in my life. Obviously, there's a lot of like outside stuff that doesn't need to get mentioned, but for the most part, I'm just really enjoying playing um, playing the Xbox and playing games with my friends. I'm really enjoying that. Yeah, I'm really enjoying GTA again. I think I said it last week. I really enjoyed that that again. Um, yeah, so I think that. A lot of um, a lot of the biggest difference between consoles and PCs is like dollar value. I think I think that's what it boils down to. Is like even though like the brand new 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 Xbox is, um, I think it's like seven fifty Australian or seven fifty or seven eighty. I think and like a top of the line computer would be like a couple of grand. I would say I would say like a, like a base model that could play like 
good games would be like two and a half grand, I reckon. I feel like that would be like a good price for a computer, two and a half grand. Yeah, for a decent computer. Yeah. But then like, yeah, yeah, it's that's a lot of money. But I'd like to be able to, I think my wife would like it as well if I had like a little room where I could go game with my friends, which is, you know, it's always a working goal. Like I'd love to be able to do that, but like, unfortunately I don't have the, the bankroll to to do that, unfortunately. So, um, you know, look, in, you know, time will tell, you know, there's always time, but I think I got my mic in other news, in other news that's going on. I think I got my microphone working again, which is, uh, really, really good. I'm super, super happy with that because it was really driving me insane. Like, I'm really sorry about the quality of the last episode with the earbuds or the, sorry, not the earbuds, the Google buds, you know, shout out Google buds. Um, yeah, it just was not happening for me, which was really, really annoying. And the quality was so lacking, you know, it sucked. It just sucked. So hopefully now, uh, the quality is really good and I'll have to, um, yeah, I'll have to, I don't know. I don't know what else I could do. I think I've got to get like a, a boom mic sock. Could you just put a sock over a microphone? Probably. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would say so. Um, well, what else has happened? What else do you, what, what do you know? They've actually um, got a release date for Black Widow, Marvel's Black Widow, which has um, been, look, I really, I really did not like, this is the one thing I really didn't like about the pandemic was the delay in content, you know, like, and it, either way, like, it's such a cash grab because like all these big films came out, they all had like big cinematic releases. And I understand that they put a lot of money into these films. So they need to see X amount of revenue from the film, you know, they need to be able to, they need to be able to, um, make that money back through like cinema revenue and whatnot. Right. So I get it. It makes sense, but it sucks that the pandemic took away the content. Like there's a movie that was coming out. It was meant to come out the start of last year. I'm pretty sure. Or like mid last year. And it's called free guy with Ryan Reynolds. And I'm sure it is going to be a great film, but it's only just getting another release date now because of the, because of the, you know, they need to make money from it because I'm sure it was a big budget production. Everyone's got to get paid. And maybe it's a push that the actors and writers and all that don't see the revenue until the movie has a box office release. Like maybe that's a thing. I don't know. I don't know enough about the Screen Actors Guild or the Screen Writers Guild to know um, to know about it. Yeah. But, you know, that, that could be a reason. That could be the reason that uh, a lot of these things didn't come out is because no one's getting paid and now they're, like, pushing for it so that everyone can get paid again, right? Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, it, it's good. I, I can't wait for the Black Widow movie because I like, I like Black Widow. I think she's a cool character and obviously Scarlett Johansson's a bit of a hottie, so it's good to see her in that role, right? And um, I, I really want to see um, the... The, the Black Widow sister, who's uh, Yelena Borodova, right? She takes the reins in the um, the Thunderbolts, which is like the bad guy version of the Avengers. And she's like the Black Widow in in that. And it's like, she's just called Black Widow too. <laughs> yeah, it's really, um, yeah, it's a, it's a really 
dodgy way to kind of get out of it. But yeah, it's like it really opens up for like future Avengers projects. Yeah. So like, because obviously people get old and you don't like, I think Drax or sorry, Dave Bautista said an interesting thing. He was like, I don't want to keep being Drax because I'm 50 now. Imagine what I'm going to be like in three, three years. Like, everything starts to sag. Like the upkeep he ha- he would probably have to do to stay that fit to walk around shirtless all the time is like, it's a big deal. Like it's a hard thing for that, for that one person to keep doing it. And like the stress he's putting on his body uh, all that time, you know, like there's a certain amount of, yeah, you, you just can't, you can't keep pushing your body like that for sure. Like no way. I mean, if Brad Pitt stayed as fit as he was in like Thelma and Louise and Fight Club, stayed that the whole entire way, like, yeah, it'd be, it'd be pretty taxing and demanding on the body. Yeah. Because the body can only like take so much. You can only stay, you can only hit like one physical peak in your life. But maybe you can save your physical peak for your whole entire life. But I would say you would reach a point of where you're at your physical peak, uh, your physical limit. Like there's no way you can be more fit than you are right now. Like in your prime, as it were, you know, like similar to um, like a lot of boxers, like Mike Tyson in his like mid twenties and like early, early, um, late, sorry, not early, but his late twenties to like when he was 30, um, that was like his physical prime. You know, he was like, yeah, the scariest man on the planet, which is a hundred percent accurate because he was a monster. Not to get like too fighty talky, but yeah, that guy was a weapon man. Imagine like being like training to be in like a boxer and you're having like amateur bouts and you're like doing all right. And then you see like a guy like Mike Tyson just like, and he's in your weight class, you know, like you're a heavyweight, he's a heavyweight and you, you, you know, you're in the gym and sparring and you see that guy taking people's heads off almost with uppercuts, like close clinch work. That's scary, man. <laughs> I'd be intimidated. I mean, obviously there's like fighter mentality where it's like, yeah, no, I want to be that guy. I want to be the guy that stops Mike Tyson, you know, but Flip that. That's scary, man. I don't know if I have that much fun. I honestly thought I could be um, a fighter with how I was feeling um, at the time and uh, how I was training. I thought, you know, I could probably do it. It would be super taxing. But yeah, I don't think so. I think I'd struggle to find my weight class because I've had such a weight fluctuation in my whole life. I don't know what I'd be comfortable moving around at. I feel like middleweight, maybe I'd be a middleweight, which is like um, around 90 kilos, I think, or around 80. I think it's like 85 kilos is middleweight, between 85 and 90 kilos, which which works out to be like 170 pounds, isn't it? No, no, 185 is middleweight in pounds, I'm pretty sure, or 180. It doesn't matter. You know, I, I think I would need some good advice to like really work out the weight class that I would want to fight at. Yeah. Cause I wouldn't want to trim like all the way down just to have like a size advantage. Like that would suck. <laughs> Imagine how fatigued your body would be after you like work so hard to gain mass and get fit. And then you lose it all through mental exhaustion of cutting weight. You know, it's counterproductive, but look, Going back to what what we're saying is that um, 
I'm probably not going to fight. <laughs> and I think, um, yeah, everyone's going to have a physical prime. Uh, I think as far as like gaming goes, I think you, you really hit, because I've hit like my second peak at game when I was young, when I was, no, this is like my third peak. When I was young, young, I was like, you know, if you ask a couple of my friends, I was really good at Halo. You know, I used to frustrate a lot of people playing Halo. And, um, and then after that, I was really good at like, um, Call of Duty and stuff. Yeah. I would say I was, you know, pretty good enough to like, want to like compete and play, but I was working too much. So I didn't really have the time to like do league play and stuff like that. But now I've hit like, my my third stride in Call of Duty again and like a lot of games I'm just finding it a lot of games really really easy like I've said it before I have to play games on like a harder difficulty just to really get you know a sense, except for Mafia that was really hard Mafia 1 was like the remake that was really hard to play on hard actually but for the most part I can um, generally play on games a lot harder actually what I need to do I need to knock off um the new Black Ops on um, Veteran. I haven't, that's like the only one I haven't finished on um, the hardest difficulty, which I, I need to do. Yeah, I need to, because it's great. It's good fun. I think um, when they started tying in, like they started doing like the achievements, they started to tie in like the like hardened, which is like harder than normal. And then Hardened and Veteran, they started tying in the achievement together. So, yeah, if you beat the game on Hardened, you would get the Veteran achievement as well. And, like, you're taken away. You're taken away from from all the guys that were, like, hardcore gamers that wanted to beat it on Hardened. Uh, sorry, on Veteran. And then you take it away by saying, oh, yeah, you know, like, you can just beat it on Harden now. You don't have to beat it on Veteran. And now they've like brought it back in like the recent um, Call of Duty that you have to beat it on Veteran or Realism. Realism's like the new difficulty. And that sucks. I did two levels in Modern Warfare, the 2019 release. Um, I did, yeah, two levels, two or three levels. No, two levels on Realism. And it was very, very hard. Like it was, yeah, it sucked. It was the hard, it was the hardest. Yeah. Yeah. It was such a push as well. Yeah. It sucked. Oh, I was not happy with that. Eh? Yeah. I definitely didn't want to do that again. Um, realism was too, too much. It's like hardcore mode multiplayer. That was like too much. It's fun to play like every now and then, but I couldn't play. I couldn't sit there and play for six hours on hardcore mode. You know, because that's like the average. That's like the average kind of playtime on. Uh, uh, sorry, on like the campaigns is about six to seven hours. Yeah, I think I've spoken about it before. Um, but Mass Effect, I did like a mission on Mass Effect, and I, I tried to do like another mission, and then I just got stuck mining planets again. <laughs> like, I just can't help myself. Like, it sucks to see, because you got, like, a massive galaxy map. I digress, but, you know, you got this massive galaxy map of, like, all these planets and solar systems and, like, clusters you can explore, and they all have a percentage. So, like, I have to go to all of them. I have to go to all of them and have it 100% because there's something in me that says, like, no, you have to. You can't, you can't keep copping out and going, nah. 
No, I'll just leave that one at 30% because it like it drives me insane. It drives me insane. So I have to go around and collect all the resources from all the planet. I can't not do it. It really sucks. It's really taking it out of me. And it's really sucking the joy. Like Mass Effect 2 is a good game and it's one of my favorite storylines. But it's really draining me, man. Like I can't even focus enough to do like a story mission or a mission because I know I'm going to miss out on so much. (laughs) I know, like, because it's such a game that you have to do, like, side stuff to make the main story easier. You know, you have to run around. There's, yeah, you know, you have to run around to a point to claim all these resources to upgrade your ship so, like, the final battle's easier. You know, if you don't have these ship upgrades, then it's easier. And then you have to get all these crew members, so then that becomes easier. Because if you don't have all the crew members, it makes it a lot harder to deal with, like, the final sequences, you know? It really, really sucks. But look, anyway, I digress. Um, Yeah, Mass Effect, you're making the game too too hard it's really getting hard you know when I say hard I mean like hard to like keep playing not hard difficulty it's just like hard hard to keep it going hard to keep a streak hot hard to keep a streak hot you know what I'm saying yeah we're probably thinking sorry just readjusting my uh my char my char you're probably thinking, he hasn't really come out with a hospitality story in a while. And it's true. I haven't. Do you know why? Because it's not that I've run out. I've still got a few. But it's been... It's not been bad. I don't have many. Like, I don't have... Usually I can find a story to relate to from like my past that's like affecting me today. But I'll tell a story from the past instead of a, a future one, just so you know. Um... Or not even that, like, I just remember stuff and I'm like, oh, yeah, that was crazy. I should talk about that. Um, but I don't really have, like, I could not, not one, like, comes to mind that, like, some crazy car- character that I've met in my past, eh? Like, it's been really, it's actually been really nice not to, like, talk about how you know how sucky some people are in kitchens eh like it's been really good I've had like no like negativity that's really come through at the moment so I'm really happy with that and it all comes down to you know the team that you work with really so I've really just been talking about other things because my work life has been okay yeah do you want to hear a hospitality story though I'll tell you one it's not mine but I'll tell you one um so this person is like a, um, a, a, this is like, I like this story because, you know, it just reminds you of how like simple some people are and not just simple, like how common sense is like a really uncommon thing. Like we, we call it in kitchen, it's uncommon sense. That's more popular than common sense. <laughs> um, I think, yeah, it just, anyway. So this person asked this lady, this girl, she's like, very uncommon sense, right? She's like, oh, can you go get some, we need some ice. Can you get some bags of ice? And she was like, yeah, how many do, how many do I need? And they say, can you get, I can't remember the amount, but let's say it's five bags. It's like, yeah, for sure. I'll drive down and get five bags of ice. Goes down, right? And then maybe like 10, 15, 20 minutes later, she comes back 
with no ice. <laughs> and the girl's like, where's the ice? Like, what are you doing? And she's like, they only had three and we needed five, so I didn't get any. <laughs> I know, it's a silly one. And I think it's one of those ones where you need to know the person. But even I didn't even know, I don't even know the people. But I just hear it and I just think it's hilarious. Like, it's so funny. It's such a good, it's just such a good story, eh? Um, oh, I love it. I love, like, the simplicity of it as well. Like, it wasn't even, you know, you need to bake these potatoes for an hour and then you need to, you know, soil them or cut them or whatever. You know, it was just, like, simple instructions. Go get ice. Get five. We need five would be the maximum amount we could have. There was three, so I got none. Because <laughs> I just took that as, uh, I went to go get ice. They need me to get ice, but we need five bags. But then I got there, there was three. So we don't need ice anymore. <laughs> That's the logic that some person had. They were like, you know what? We don't need ice. There's only three, but there's only three. So I guess we don't need ice anymore. Um, anyway, I thought I would share that. It's a, a, a you know a fun little, a puffy, a puffy little story about someone's illogical brain thinking. Um, but what else is what else is happening? Is it? Did you guys see the news? You see Attenborough having a go at the world again for like being like poopy? Yeah, I know, I know. I think what what's really upsetting is that he does it every year. Not every year, but he does it like frequently enough. Like I'm pretty sure this is the third time I've seen him on the news telling the world like we need to wake up. And the guy, like the poor guy, is like 92. Or like 93 years old and he's like ah oh, it's just so sad he's just preaching to the world like we need to save the planet and like he knows he knows a hundred percent that it's not going to happen in his lifetime but if you know i'm not saying this happens but if david Attenborough dies who's the advocate is it Greta Thunberg? Is she the girl that like changes our perspective and changes our minds while well, she's getting like private jets from <laughs> Switzerland to Italy to sail a boat to a climate change conference, you know, like, yeah, it's, it's hard not to see the impact that global warming has. I mean, yeah, it sucks. And it sucks that it's his generation, the generation that everyone's trying to change their minds, you know, and it's like my generation, I feel like are getting it but we're not doing much about it. And the generation after me is like slowly getting there. But it's, it's you know, it's, it's true what he says. It's like the things that we do now will impact the generation. And we can all say, oh, but I won't be alive for that. But is that the point? Did like, is that the, the whole point of existence is to like leave nothing behind? Because I know you can't take it. But is that, that's like... You know, I feel like a stronger legacy wouldn't be who's in the, like, Boxing Hall of Fame or, like, who was the political leader that, you know, took away gun laws. But it wouldn't it be a better legacy to actually have a world where those gun laws can be respected or those, like, fighters can be remembered and looked up to in a way and have statues on like not a scorched earth. I mean, I didn't mean to get too preachy, but you can't. And here I am. I'm sitting here. I'm like on my phone. I'm 
doing like a podcast. I'm just looking out onto, you know, the out my window and I've just cleared all these cobwebs and I've cut this like tree. You know, I'm like probably a bit of a hypocrite for saying it. Like I'm using pens instead of pencil. Like it doesn't that stop the biodegradable process. I drink water. That's like the probably healthiest thing for the planet that I do. And even that, that's not because I'm taking the water away to put in my selfish body. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, I think uh, and a, a person once said to me, he was like, you can, it's easy to change the minds of 10 people than it is 10,000. And I think, you know, Dave Attenborough has definitely changed the minds of the people who were in that room and recorded that session. Like they're going home, recycling, taking all the lids off, putting them in the trash, you know, like they're, they're helping the cause. But the 10 million people or 1 billion people or 2 or 3 billion people that watched it stared at him while he said it and then threw something on the ground. You know what I mean? Like, or they did it in spite of him. It was like, oh, what do you know, Attenborough? What do you, what do you know, Attenborough? You know? I, like I said, I don't mean to get too preachy, but it is like a pretty passionate thing to speak about. I'm not like, you know, a super aggressive, um, like climate climate change warrior. I lost my words and climate change warrior, but I do think that, you know, it's, it's necessary. It, it's definitely something that you can see like changing. Even from when I was a kid, never used to snow in my hometown. And now, now it's snowed there. You know, it used to get cold and it never used to snow. Well, I'm, I guarantee it would have snowed, but it didn't snow like that frequently. Now, like most winters, it snows down there, which is like a big change. Even the when I was out in the sticks, the um, the weather out there and the weather changes were so noticeable. You know, like the hot was hot and the droughts were long. The droughts were long, man. Like honestly, the we seen rain out there for three days, and I was out there for ten months. Three days out of ten months, man. That's all the rain we seen. I well, love a lot of it's like ball water and that, but like what you live off is ball water or rainwater. But if, you know, you can't make that rainwater last, how do you think an animal out in the wilderness is going to last? In the red earth, the red dirt, you know? It's a sad thing. It sucks. And then I seen a video, this is like a little bit relatable, but unrelatable. I seen like um, a video of like people, like it was this kangaroo that was like super, super muscly. And they were like, oh, look at this kangaroo. Oh, he's a wild one, isn't he? Look. And then they were like, oh, this kangaroo's on juice. And it's like, no, he's just strong. <laughs> like, that's what nature is. Nature's full of like really strong things. I think gorillas like pumping iron at Gold's Gym and like putting some bull shark testosterone in his butt to like make him stronger. No, he's eating like twigs and berries <laughs> and he's like just lifting his own body weight all the time that's the you know that's nature and it's like something we should preserve and we should take a bit more pride in like i complain about a tree that's in like overlooks my view and like blocks my view but i don't want to cut it down and i'm not going to cut it down because it's a part of it like produces oxygen for me to breathe i mean yeah it's a scaly gnarly looking rubbish tree but because it does something for me I'm not going to get rid of it am I well you know that's the dream I don't want to get rid of it but look I'm not going to get rid of it I'm only kidding 
Um, I, I don't think I'd want to get rid of the tree. It's a very nice looking tree. I think it just needs more leaves. <laughs> if I had to say anything, it needs more leaves on this tree. This tree is looking skanky, you know? Um, but yeah, look, I think that we all need to take the earth a little bit more serious. I know it's hard and not everyone that's going to listen to this and be like, yeah, yeah, you're right, Stefan. Because if David Attenborough can't change your mind, then I'm definitely not going to be able to change your mind, man. <laughs> no way. Unfortunately, I, don't, I just don't think that's something that's going to happen. But we'll talk about something else. Actually, can I talk about something really personal? Is that my fingernails are growing back so fast. It's like, I feel like I'm cutting them every week or every second week. And I feel like when I was younger, I used to cut them like once a month, maybe because I was probably just a disgusting child. But I feel like they're just coming back super quick. Super, actually an update, right? They're, they're growing super quick. And like in, I'll, I'll finish off, I'll finish my thought. And then because I'm like, because of my heritage, um, my auntie used to always say, you can't cut your fingernails inside because obviously it's gross. And you can't cut them after dark because it's just a thing. It's just like bad juju. You know, you want bad luck if you cut your fingernails after dark, you know? So like you have to cut your fingernails while the sun's up for some reason. I never understood it, but she said it to me that many times that I can only cut my fingernails during the day. And yesterday it was about 5.30, sun starts going down. I was like, oh, I really need to cut these nails. But I was like getting dinner ready. I was like, oh, I'm going to have to go another day. I'm going to have to go another day with like long nails because I've got to wait out the night. I can't like, I can't stop what I'm doing. I've got to, I've got to wait the night out. I've got to, I'm going to have to cut these fingernails after dark. Yeah. And so you can't sweep the house after dark, but you know, that's, I don't, I don't understand that one. I don't know why. Um, but the fingernail one definitely stuck with me. There's like a lot of like Asian um, stereotypicalness with like spirituality and stuff, you know, feng shui and all that kind of business that, um, you know, that I'm just not into because I'm practical. I like to think that I'm a pretty practical person. And I don't like to, um, yeah, I don't like to use all that stuff in my life even though, because my auntie didn't believe it either. She only, the only thing that she was like not okay with was like the fingernails after dark. That was like the biggest Asian um, spiritual thing that she took around with everywhere. And she still does it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Actually, I had some like really nice, if you don't know what sticky rice is, go and indulge. Sticky rice is the best, right? Um, I went and visited my auntie when I was down there and when I went away and she had like sticky rice and like these chili prawns and like she had these dried sardines. I don't even like dried so I don't even like sardines. But she had these dried sardines with like um, sesame seeds on them. Ooh, ooh. They were good. They were real good. They were nice. Yeah. I was really happy with them. The chili prawns were like, it was like they were cut so small that, you know, you could just, like pick them up it wasn't like a whole prawn that you had to eat with the rice you just like it was like ground like ground prawn you just pick it up with the with the rice yeah sticky rice it's like an asian thing where you you soak the you soak this certain type of rice but like overnight 
and then you and then you and then you wash it and then you cook it and what happens is like the the rice starch in it becomes like kind of milky and like makes it sticky or the sugar like comes out of it and makes it like this really cool sticky rice and it's yeah it's delicious it's probably one of the best things to eat i remember growing up i used to have like sticky rice and boiled eggs and you get the rice the sticky rice and you would put like the egg like the boiled egg in it and threw it i'm gonna buy some sticky rice now actually i'm gonna go get some I'm going to get some and I'll make some because I just feel like, yeah, it's delicious. And you, you put the sticky, you put the egg in like the sticky rice and you roll it up like a little ball and you, yeah, you, yeah, eat it. It's delicious. It's like an egg roll, but rice. Yeah, it's so good. So good. I love me some sticky rice. I'm going to go get some soonish actually. Yeah. I wonder where I can get it. I'll be able to get it for sure. Don't worry. Don't worry, guys. I'll, I'll work it out. I'll figure out where to get it. Um, yeah, it'll be good. Unfortunately, this is it. We're going to have to wrap it up right here. We're going to end on the, the whole sticky rice thing because, you know, Papa Bear's hungry. Go and get some sticky rice. Um, but in all seriousness, look, um, thanks everybody for listening and shout out to all my family members who are going to listen to this, uh, eating some dinner. Hopefully you guys can enjoy some sticky rice with it. Um, but look, you know, from the bottom of my heart, thank you all. And I'll put a snippet of, um, a podcast you can't refuse at the end of this episode of like what, um, me and my friend have been working on. The quality mightn't be like, you know, super, super good, but I'll put it in there because it's cool anyway. Um, but look, uh, as you heard at the start of the episode, really, really cool offer from, um, this company called Smooth My Balls. And they're a, they're a, I'll, I'll do another quick one, right? And, um, I'll just give you the details. It's if you go there, you'll get a discount. You go to this website, www.smoothmyballs.com slash my mind, and you'll get a discount on a, on a turf chopper 3.0. All right. And now look, if you want to follow this journey, you can go to my mind podcast on Instagram. That's my mind with no vowels strictly, of course, no vowels, which is M Y M N D P D C S T. That's my mind podcast or you can go to the facebook group or facebook page which is my mind podcast or my mind with stephen taylor you can go check that out and you can follow the journey there if you've got any inquiries you know you can slither on, on the dms on my instagram which is a my mind podcast with no vows or you can send us an email at my mind podcast at gmail.com that's all it is my mind podcast at gmail.com uh you can go and check out that and look we got more stuff coming this week so stay tuned and stay happy everybody stay happy and get it done you know we're, we're gonna have some good times coming up this week all right enjoy your week thank you certainly not a um show where you can like put a load of washing on and come back and watch the rest of this the uh episode it's like well what the hell happened so much so many things can happen in such a small space of time yeah it's not something you can watch in braille
That is very true. That is something that you could not do. That no, (laughs) it's it's a hard one, man. Hey, like it is one of those shows that, like, I don't know. I'm I'm only, I'm only like taking the piss. I'm only like having a bit of comedy with it. You know, but but it is like you have to, you have to sit and watch and analyze to. You know, it's not like a Law and Order where, um. It kind of gets explained every. No, kind of no, that's exactly right. You've got to, you've certainly got to think and and sort of break down as it goes along. Of yeah, yeah, who, who works for who and who who is actually running things and 